365. I am your temporary host, Beanie Stansberry. <laughs> you're watching on WPHY, and you're listening on WIMG, the three-time Stella Award winning station. 1300 WIMG, that's us. Well, Trenton 365 <laughs> is um, Jacques Howard's time. And he's on the other side. And I wish that he put the camera to Jacques so that everybody could see the grooming that Jacques is doing to himself right now as I intro him. <laughs> Too funny if you're watching television. If you're listening, trust me, fixing the tie, making sure his hair is right, his beard is right. He has no hair, but let's, let's make that clear. And, you know... He's getting gorgeous for no one. <laughs> there it is. Hi, Jacques. How you doing, Vinny? It's always a pleasure. I, yes, it is for you. <laughs> for me to interview you is always a pleasure for you. Yes, right? yes it is. Now, and, th and thanks for taking my chair um, yes. for the next 30 minutes or so. I'm, I'm delighted to take over. You know, I have that dominant spirit that I like to be in control and in charge. So, therefore... Taking over your airtime means nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't, don't let too much out now. <laughs> anyway, just messing with you. Hey, Jacques. Hey, what's going on, Vinny? Uh, and the only reason why I started picking with you is because they should have saw you 20 minutes of getting ready. <laughs> it, it just made it easy. Yes. You know not to open up doors because I walk in. Yes, so, right. therefore. But speaking of opening up doors and walking in, shout your family out first because you would not be able to do this without having a loving wife and an understanding daughter. For sure. Uh, my wife, Vanessa, we're coming up on our 16th anniversary and uh, our 14-year-old daughter, Madeline. What's up? Yeah. I know you guys probably aren't watching or listening. That's just because um, they're just not. <laughs> <laughs> Way to support y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They're allowing me to come here. That's they their are. support. Yeah. They are. Because you do a lot in the community. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to shout them out. Because for a person that's gone all the time, and this, will, this really will help for anybody that has someone that's in the public eye, you have to have a certain trust level of that person to say, you go on and do you, and I'm okay with that while I sit back and I do me. So I think it takes a special woman to um, be behind, or man, to be behind somebody who's constantly out there. And you're constantly out there, yeah. no matter what it is. Politically, artsy, mm -hmm. you're there. Yeah, um, and thank you for saying that, because that is, that is true. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why our relationship has lasted to this, to this point, um, because uh, we understand each other. We've known each other for, you know, for, wow, almost... Uh, Wow, over 30 years we've known each other. So, um, yeah, it, it's important to make sure that you have that familial support, number one, but also that it, it's on both sides um, so that it's not just one person's out doing whatever it is that they're doing and the other person is saying, hey, what about me? And we've got a good relationship like that. So, And I love it. So that's why I think it's important that we um, put that out there because I've seen marriages fold mm -hmm. because one is constantly out there, especially in the ministry, mm -hmm. and then the other one is at home saying, what about me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So kudos to her. Big shout out to her. Awesome. What up, Van? That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, speaking of being mm -hmm. out there, there's too I won't say there's too many. There are a lot of people 
running for election um, coming up in May. Mm -hmm. And I jokingly, I said, there's about 135 people running. <laughs> and a town that has 400 people. So, yeah. really, it is, to me, a lot. And um, I understand that people want to change and be a person to do the change. Um, but tell me, first of all, how many people are running for mayor? Well, I, I want to start off first with a precursor. Um, first of all, um, I personally am not running or seeking any elected position because I get asked that all the time. I'm not seeking any um, council mayoral position at all. So take that off of the table. Number one, because my wife said she's not into it. So and she's not into it. About support, yeah, so if so she's yes. not into it, there's no reason for me to even think about it. But that's not something that I have any passion about. I feel that I can get more done um, as a community organizer, as an activist, so to speak, by doing what I do. Um, so I'm not seeking any elected office, um, number one. Number two, I am not publicly supporting any candidate. Amen. Uh, I am not signing any petitions for any candidate either. Um, and the reason why is that I take my media access very seriously. Um, and this platform to be able to talk about things that are so important like civic engagement and democracy and elections and politics and things like that, when I do touch in, onto, onto them, it's important for everyone to understand that I'm not coming with any skin in the game. I, I, most people don't know what my, my political affiliations are, etc. And I want to keep it that way. Um, after that, I am hosting one-on-one -on -one recorded conversations through Bridge the Vote which is I'm, I'm working with a filmmaker, Will Foskey. We've partnered together for this. And uh, the impetus behind that is that we wanted to bring as much light and information to the Trenton elections in 2018 as possible. In 2014, uh, we had, well, our, our population is approximately 80,000 people. Our registered voting population is approximately 40,000 people. In the 2014 elections for mayor, and council, we had less than 10,000 people vote, and less than 5,000 people chose the pre our current mayor, Eric Jackson. Um, I think if you speak to anyone, those numbers, that's, that's ridiculous. 5,000 out of 40,000 actually elected the mayor. So I started asking people and doing some research and found out that's because we just don't have a very engaged population. Um, People, for whatever reason, aren't involved in the democratic process here in Trenton. Now, there's a lot of different reasons. It's, uh, you know, people move, their, their, their registration falls off, their, their voter polls, whatever those, those things are. But my thought is, let's start with the baseline, like an engineering idea. Where, where's the problem? The problem is that we don't have enough people involved in the process of elections and democracy here. We don't have enough people going to the school boards. We don't have enough people going to city council meetings. We don't have enough people raising their hands saying, hey, look, I want this in my neighborhood, etc." So the idea was, let's get as many people involved or registered to vote as possible and also provide them with as much information as possible about all of the candidates who are running. Now, there's a couple of dates to keep in mind. To date, we have approximately 30 people who have submitted or, or uh, picked up petitions 
from the Trenton clerk's office, and that's what I'm going off of, not the mm-hmm. elect process. That's It's a two-step process for those right. of you who don't know. You have to get the petitions. They have to be verified, and you have to sign up through elect, which is a, a larger entity. I believe it's a state. So we have 30, I think it's 31 people who have picked up petitions, and that's for mayor and council. To date, most of those people have not met the requirement of turning in the petitions with the signatures. We've even had two candidates who didn't meet the residency requirements to even get the petitions. So this, along with the, the, the such low number of people who have voted in the 2014 elections, and the very unengaged Latino Hispanic population here, again, it just a, a, a light went off, as if to say uh, a red light. We've got to do something. And uh, again, using my platform, I'm going to be trying to shine as much light on this as possible. So let's go a little bit back. Um, let's start with the Latino community. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of them are undocumented. Mm -hmm. Or if they're documented, there's someone in their house that's undocumented. Mm -hmm. And now they're in fear. Uh, So how do you comfort them enough to say, go and vote, and you don't have to worry about somebody finding your home and come in and ripping your family apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really qualified to answer that, but I will say this. There are several organizations. Um, one, one that's very prominent is LALDEF, Latin American Legal Defense and Education Fund. Um, they have offices in Trenton. They're based out of Trenton. And uh, they work with um, folks who are, who are undocumented, but they're also working with, with um, immigrants to, of Latin descent to get them the proper documentation that they need, whether that's a driver's license, that's a county identification card, something so that they have uh, some residency proof. Uh, in addition to that, um, I understand that they're, they're and, um, for those of you who are watching on TV, you can see them doing air quotes, the, um, they're living in the shadows. Um, that population, I'm, I don't speak Spanish, I'm not Latino Hispanic, so my connection with them is, is not very strong. But I will say that Trenton does have a represent, representation of dozens of Latino Hispanic countries here. Yes. Um, and a lot of them are residents of the United States and do have the ability, but they've just haven't, they just haven't been engaged to the point where um, they're involved in the political process. So let's talk about now um, the black vote, because in 2014, I was very disappointed, and I made it known um, that not even 10,000 people voted. I did make that known because I believe your vote is your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that people came back to me and they said, it was like, Avini, why? Because my vote didn't matter. And I told them it's not about who you picked if they won or not. It's about knowing the person you picked and why. But you also should know about the people that you that are running against them so that you can hold them accountable for the same things you would have held your person accountable for. Mm-hmm. So talk to that person who feels that their vote doesn't matter, especially after this last presidential race where so many 
how do somebody lose the popular vote, win the popular vote, and lose the electoral vote? So now they feel like their vote doesn't matter. Sure. Um, I'll say it to the folks like this. Everyone knows that someone came before them. And we, here in Trenton, where George Washington became George Washington, that revolutionary mentality has always been here since the founding of the country. That is, that is the spirit of this city. Um, the Civil Rights, um, Hedgepath Williams, all of those historic things are rooted in the culture of Trenton. And for a city that's predominantly African-American or black, to ignore the history of the civil rights, of, of the Revolutionary War, all of those things combined to say, my vote means nothing, I'm just not going to do it, to me, is asinine. So for those that don't know what the word asinine means, is it backwards? I think that you're disrespecting all of the people who came and provided this opportunity and privilege that we have in the voting process. I think you're disrespecting them. And I like the way you put that um, because we just had to write the vote. It just, literally, and the thing is, is my lifetime, we just had the right to vote. So to not vote means that you are telling those people that lost their lives for us to get this right that their life didn't matter. I know we're up on a break, but I do want to tell this story. And when I was when I was first voting, I met Edith Savage Jennings mm. the first time I was voting, and I had no idea who she was. And she pulled me aside and said, "Do you know the importance of what you're doing?" And I said, "Yes, ma'am," et cetera, et cetera. And she said, and next time, make sure that you bring friends and tell them as well. And that stuck with me. And later, I found out who she was and how involved she was and friends with Martin Luther King Jr. And how powerful of a woman she was. I can't sit here and say, oh, my vote doesn't mean anything. When I personally spent time and met someone as powerful as she was that helped provide me the opportunity to even be able to vote. I can't disrespect her. Well, we're gonna go on a break, and when we come back, I wanna talk about how someone can get vote, mm -hmm. um, registered to vote, if you move the importance of changing your registration, voting registration privileges, and also talk a little bit about the voting process here, mm -hmm. okay? Who is up for election? And what is what are their duties? Okay. Yep. So we'll, when we return back to Trenton 365, we will be speaking with Jacques and all of these things. Jacques Howard, hi Jacques. Hello. We are talking about the voting process, and unfortunately, a lot of Trentonians felt that their voice didn't matter, and now especially after this presidential election there's tons of people who feel like their voice doesn't matter um, you recapped it by saying it is a disrespect to people who went on and i think to even make it personal 
It's a disrespect to your ancestors who never had that right, mm -hmm. who would have killed to have the right to vote. And just like in life, you're not always going to win. Mm -hmm. But well, so I, I like to add, add this in there. Um, you know, I'm not a very controversial person. That's just not my nature. Um, but I will say this: for the folks who don't like they think their vote, vote doesn't matter it's it's one vote it, it's not important okay that's fine if you feel that way some things i like for you to consider is is one the disrespect that you're showing to the people who went ahead of you to provide that privilege that's number one and i would also like for them to think about the people who are coming after them the people who aren't 18 years old, the people who are younger, the generation that may not even be born yet. Wait, let's put a needle in that. As they're thinking about those people, they also got to think that our time to vote is coming up. So this is not a permanent thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll get into the voter registration a little bit. But, but even if you feel as though you're one, your vote doesn't matter and you don't even think about the people who came before you, then at least think about the people who are coming after you, the young people, the students, your grandchildren, etc. Um, because this is a privilege and it's a right, but who's to say that in this structure, in this environment that we live in federally, that these privileges can't be taken away? They can. So if that is the case, not voting, I think, adds to those people who would rather see people not vote, I think it supports their efforts. Well, it does. Okay, so now we're coming up on a mayor race. Our present mayor decided I'm not doing this anymore um, for reasons, and I support him. Uh, and I will publicly say I do not think that Mayor Eric E. Jackson did a bad job in the city of Trenton. There were a lot of things that people don't know that he did, and can't even imagine, but Google the state of the address. But, but you know, I, I don't even want to go in that direction. Well, no, and, wait, real quick, just me. That's not you. This is just Vini. Google the state of address, so that way you'll know the things that he did do. But for now, he decided not to run. That left the door open for a whole bunch of new people that want to come in. Talk to me about what a mayor duties should be okay. as far as the city is concerned. All right, so I, I do want to back up, though. Um, and I, I personally know Eric and the members of council. I think that they're all really good people. I enjoy spending time mm -hmm. with them, and they have all been very helpful to me um, throughout their four years and longer. Um, and it's, so it's not personal. Uh, it's I look at it their jobs right it's a job that they have it's got nothing to do with them as people it's their job and when i look at where the city is now i definitely believe that the council members and the mayor have their heart and their minds in the right space they want the best for this city mm -hmm. i totally believe that and i've told them that but I believe the structure or the policies that are in place have restricted the city so much that the mayor and council 
aren't able to enact or do what they would like to do. Therefore, yeah, especially as fast, yes, as they would like. Exactly. To so, yes. so I want that to be very clear. Yes. So, um, I I don't want to say that I I have a specific idea of what I believe the mayor and council should do, but I'll tell you this: that contractual agreements are done at the mayoral level, mm-hmm. and council handles budgetary items. So, a person that's running for mayor ought to be able to do what for us? Alright, so I will even back that up a little bit further. And this is this is lending towards some personal experience recently. Okay. Again, I told you earlier that through Bridge the Vote, which is a Facebook uh, page, I'm hosting one-on-one conversations with all of the elected candidates, unbiased, an opportunity for them to share their platform. I am shocked at the number of people who have told me bits of their platform, which is an accurate one and probably legally not able to happen. Uh, Often you hear the platform, oh, we're going to hire X number of police officers. Well, it doesn't work that way. One, we're going to knock down all the vacant and abandoned buildings. Where's the funding coming from that? We're going to upgrade all the bridges and roads and the infrastructure. Well, Trenton has state roads and federal roads and county roads and city bridges. How are you going to do that? And I asked them, if if that's your platform, you do realize that that's almost impossible, especially if you're thinking about doing this in the first term. Now, we are going to have, out of the eight people who that includes... City council members, the four wards, three at-large members, and the mayor. We are going to have four new people Yes. out of the eight. So just the learning curve itself is going to take some time. So my idea is instead of us thinking that anyone's going to get into office and be able to make sweeping changes and to do any of this stuff immediately, like hire 100 police officers and knock down the 1,200 vacant buildings and rebuild brand new things and have a Starbucks and a McDonald's and um, fair market value housing, let's bring it back. Those things are great sounding points when you're running, but probably not going to happen. Let's think about some of the basic things that we can do, like community policing, auxiliary policing, working with the school board, engaging the school board, learning about what the teachers are looking for, what they're lacking. Find out the neighborhoods that are prospering. Who are the nonprofit organizations and what are they doing? How can we get them into this conversation as well? Those are the simple things that, that the, and I'm not charging for any of this to all the candidates. That's what I think that they ought, ought to be doing is looking at those types of things just because that's way more doable. As much as I'm out in the public, I'm also shocked at the candidates who I've never met. So if I haven't met you and I don't know who you are, there's probably a really good chance that you're not going to do well in the election Because if I don't know who you are, I really think that a majority of the population here doesn't know who you are. And it's not you saying that you are bigger 
or better than the population. Girl. But what you're saying is you're out there. Constant. So if you're out there on a big scale, somebody who is not out there like Vini on a smaller scale won't know who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm also shocked at the amount of candidates who don't have an answer for our Spanish-speaking community. I've asked, hey, does every candidate have someone who's bilingual or trilingual on their staff? And I get a ghost face. And, and <laughs> trilingual actually is um, what we need because Trenton is not just Hispanics anymore, right. not just black people, white people. We have a melting pot. Your church is a primary example of the difference. You're not your church, but the church you attend mm -hmm. um, is a prime example of the multicultural Trenton. Mm -hmm. And so you, you do need someone that can speak other languages. I, I, I would suggest that if you're running for an office here in Trenton, you got to have an English-speaking person, someone who speaks Spanish, someone who speaks Polish, and someone who speaks French. Mm -hmm. Because we have a large Haitian population, and several African countries are represented here that speak uh, their na native language is French. It would just make sense. It would just make sense. Yes. All right. So, Jacques, tell us about this, and how can we get information, or how can we see this platform that you're putting sure, out for sure. us to look at the different sure. candidates. So um, the Facebook page is Bridge the Vote. Um, it'll be launched on March, next week, uh, March 6th or 7th. And that's strategic because March 5th, all of the petitions need to be verified. So on March 5th, we'll know who's going to be on the ballot. So I can almost guarantee there won't be 31 names on the ballot. So, after that comes out, those people who aren't on the ballot, those who are listening and watching, I'm encouraging you, don't disappear, don't go anywhere, yes. stay here in town, let's sit down and have conversations, because it's important for you to hold those elected officials accountable as well. And let's keep this conversation and dialogue going. Again, the Bridge to Vote website on Facebook will have all the information, the videos, and then also information about important dates voter registration drives, the last day to register to vote, um, some details about voting, polling information, etc. All right. Well, tell them again what's the website. That sure. So to. the website is Bridge the Vote. You can also go to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar page on Facebook, and there you'll see a bunch of different things, uh, some uh, postings from the different candidates who are having public events, because I don't want anyone to think that this is I'm steering any information. Any information I get, I'm encouraging people to, um, to share it and for anyone to go. You have a question about a council person, reach out to them. Uh, if they're having a, an event or a fundraiser, go to the event. Get to know who they are. Ask them questions. And ask them questions that's pertinent to you. I mean, if you care about, you know, I want a skate park, then tell the council person you want a skate park. Okay. Huh? All right. Well, thank you, Jacques. Oh, thank you. I'll turn the mic back over to you for the second half of 22365. Amen.